Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stack. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off passion and killed by death. I'm going to really try to avoid saying passions, and passion is not a soap opera. (laughs) Oh, there's not like a killer doll in this one? I thought Sid came back. Is that something from the soap opera? From Passions? Yeah. I've never watched it, but Passions I... was the soap opera with a killer, like, ventriloquist doll type thing. That's awesome. I only yeah. know anything about it because of Buffy references. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, that, that's all I know about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should uh, welcome. We should, so, we're, we should reintroduce Taryn. Taryn, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back again. Very excited. We loved having you for Lie to Me and The Dark Age, and I'm really excited that you're back in the stacks. Mm-hmm. So happy you actually have been here the whole time you got lost i did yep. I, I was um, a little lost in the back corner you were hanging out with jonathan yeah jonathan. So making some rounds in the bio the biology uh biographies that one yeah we're looking for stalin books yeah, <laughs> happening. uh so what have you been up to traveling the world did you climb everest while you were gone i did actually conquer that one it was yeah. yeah sweet Put that in at the end of the summer how'd the oxygen go you're all it right was with okay. that. it was okay it was okay there's touch and go there for a little bit yeah. but you didn't go like crazy back, and kill so. your whole troop only a few people. Only, I mean, like the whole thing. No, so. no, I didn't go full. Who cared about do, so. those guys? Yeah. They, right. were, they, they were, were jerks anyway. They were like the red shirts, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's head <laughs> on that note. What's the thing you're passionate about? No, I'm Murder. kidding. Murder. That would be. <laughs> mm. Well, thematically, that works this week. <laughs> on that note, let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on passion. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to quote all the monologues. That, <laughs> that would probably take a half hour. But this is the episode where Angel has like three or like there's like one that's kind of split up. So three or four, yeah. depending on how you count them, yeah. of like voiceover monologues mm-hmm. that are like about passion as a driving force. Um, actually, before the monologues, there's something that I noticed because um, you brought up the, the common misconception about the moment of happiness being, you know, boinking as opposed to the the kind of the afterglow of like them just laying in bed together uh, and i think one thing that kind of does that is the previously on because i noticed watching it this week mm. they talk about like one moment of pure happiness and literally what they show is the image is like them like falling into bed together and then the next clip is whatever the next yeah, previously just, on thing is so yeah i think that totally like leads to that misconception that it's just like oh he can't have an orgasm and or else he'll turn good yeah that's <laughs> or just... turn evil sorry I feel like, I mean, Joss isn't dead, so he's not rolling over in his grave. Yeah. But I feel like, <laughs> like, I feel like that would bug him so much. That would bug me mm-hmm. if I were him. Like, no, that's not how I wrote it. Yeah. It's very clear in the episode. It's the aftermath of loving and cuddling. And <laughs> I'm such a girl. Oxytocin part, pretty much. Like after, right? Yeah. yeah. Oxytocin. Oh, that's the hormone that your brain releases. Um, it's like the contentment hormone, and it releases it a lot after uh, orgasm. Yeah, and it makes you feel all like 
loving and cuddling. Mm. Girls can get the same feeling from dark chocolate. Um, I say African-American chocolate. It's offensive (laughs) otherwise. (laughs) Do you guys watch Portlandia? Yes. No. Oh, So so there's one episode where um, these characters are deciding on a safe word and they decide (laughs) on cacao. Like the oh, pure yeah. cocoa. Yeah, um, so like when you buy dark chocolate, it tells you like 75% cacao and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like I can't buy dark chocolate and not giggle with like cacao. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only they had had a safe word. Bobby and Angel. <laughs> oh, no. That would have been fine. She just needed to get up out of the bed. It would have to be like a sad word or something Wait. like bring Angel back down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Dead puppies. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your father. <laughs> Oh, it's true. Your little, your little sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, no, they just need to not have the cuddling part afterwards. So after they're done, she needs to like say something mean and be like, "Well, I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good for me. Bye. Oh. <laughs> See, that would bum him out. Sure right? would. Oh, that sucks. Sure would. <laughs> Looks like one part of you did age 250 years. Ow. <laughs> Mike, that's, that's too cruel. <laughs> Even Angelus doesn't deserve that one. <laughs> so this first monologue uh, is played over a scene of the Scoobies dancing at the bronze. Mm-hmm. This time, SMG is not trying to like get Xander off. They're just yeah. dancing as friends. I love Xander's like shoulder move. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he's got. Shoulder roll. That's all he does. We're all doing it that's right all he now. Does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but the gist of this monologue is that uh, we all have passion, and uh, it's dying to get out. It rules us, and we obey. For a Slayer, Buffy's instincts here are weak. Mm-hmm. That's what I was right. Like, like he wasn't that far away her from game her. Is dropped a body. Off. Yeah, she like has done in multiple instances that she has no peripheral vision. Right. She's right. yeah, it's no like, like sense of there. Oh, I think there is a vampire nearby. Are those guys? Is that guy like? making out with the girl's neck i should double check he's not he also looks like the uh my ex-boyfriend who's now evil right murder alley right you should always be on alert in murder alley yeah uh so she walks by angel biting a girl in the murder alley then she goes to bed when he's right outside her window and she knows that he's got an invite like i would be on high alert in my house all the time why is there not garlic already lining the like molding of her window and crosses everywhere yeah. right like, like even if you yeah. don't know the spell there's mm-hmm. a way to be like this play is not for you buddy yeah. Right, right yeah just like hangs hang some cross curtains or something yeah so then when he tries to get in it's just like yeah woken up by the sounds of the steam yeah just tell your mom you're really into like goth stuff like sometimes the goth like with the crosses that theme going through phase yeah so he gets inside the house and he touches her face. So creepy. Oh, it's so creepy. So she creepy. should have better locks. She should have better. I mean, like, he's strong. I will say that, like, no but matter what. he's strong, like, wouldn't she hear That like, would make noise. No, not in this episode because she doesn't hear or see shit. And, like, he touches her face, too. I, yeah. I think that would wake me up. Gently enough, I think you can get away with it. It depends on how how sound a sleeper you are. My cat wakes me up all the time by touching my face. (laughs) (laughs) And also, he had to have been there for a while to draw that picture. And she just didn't. And that's the creepy thing about Mm -hmm. the picture is because it implies he was there for a while. That's, I mean, that's. There's so much implied just mm-hmm. by that one image of yeah. like, ooh, you were studying you were me. Or like maybe <laughs> oh. you just like drew it beforehand and was like, yeah, I totally drew this while I was here. Right? I mean. Because she's not going to know exactly what position she was in. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. 
That's true. He's <laughs> just faking it. Although he is a pretty good artist, though. Yeah. I have to say. Well yeah, done. I mean, he's but, defense. But missed a calling. But it's a yeah. good picture. Yeah. <laughs> We know. I mean, Liam, I get, was drunk. Like, mm-hmm. Angel, as a teenager, was not, like, a productive guy. But clearly, he had talent. If he hadn't gotten bitten, he had a future in art. He sure did. At the very least, as a sidewalk caricature artist. <laughs> <laughs> Could have made it big back in Ireland. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, fairs, carnivals. Yeah. Put him on a skateboard. Give him a cowboy hat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all, all terribly, period, I'm sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> big in Ireland. Okay. You don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so Buffy awakens the next morning with a, the sketch of herself on her pillow. It implies not only that he was witnessing her in a vulnerable moment, but for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Creepy as fuck. I'm trying to think. Of, like, I'm trying to think. Is there a, a period where, like, anyone was watching me sleep? I, uh, one time I lived with one of my best friends from college, Diana, who oh. Mike knows pretty well. Um, and when we were roommates, she was fond of like hiding in my closet on occasion. And, <laughs> and like we would, That's no, thank you. Yeah. No. The worst though, one time I see, I woke up and her face was two <laughs> inches from mine. <laughs> no. I flipped out. I started yelling. I almost hit her, stopped myself, <laughs> but almost did because I was for the Wolverine. Out. Uh, yeah. It was so awful. creepy. Yeah. I, she is a creep, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I lovable creep. Blame but... Lovable, yes, yeah. but creep nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy storms into the library the next morning, wanting Giles to find a spell to reverse Angel's invitation. Why is this the first time she's thinking of this? This should have been, like, yeah. thought number one. Mm-hmm. Angel is in, jealous. Yeah. Fucker can get in my house. Yeah. Or at least, like, check with what Giles like. So, like, that invitation thing, is that still, like, good? That's like, a you thing. can you still come in? Checking. Maybe, yeah. In general, I feel in this season, and, and maybe it's because they don't really grasp mm-hmm. Angelus. Yeah. But the second he turns into Angelus, I feel like their reaction is underwhelming. That they just yeah. kind of live with him in town. Well, I think they're all just, they're waiting for him to be a good guy again. Yeah. Because like, like, they, they've known him so much. Mm-hmm. Even when he's in Jealous, there's part of him that's, it's kind of funny and kind of yeah. still a little charming. So that's, the, which is that's why they're not seeking so him out, but they mm-hmm. should really be like prepared. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've read enough stories of the yeah. horrors he did for a hundred years that you'd think is right away mm-hmm. they'd be on it, but. Yeah. And instead he just keeps, pop, like he pops up and Bewitched by mm-hmm. the Bewildered and tries to kill Zanary. Yeah. He pops up in phases and yeah. kill, like maybe after a couple of these pop-ups, mm-hmm. like, all right, we can't just like sit back and let him start picking people off. Yeah. yeah. At the, they should really have more like protection too. Like everyone should carry like some kind of really easy to access cross. At yeah. Least. Yeah. Always a stake and a cross. Just mm-hmm. no matter what, you should yeah. always have them. Like a holy water, like a little glass vial of holy water. So you just throw it at him and run. Or, you know, they, or, they're friends with Amy. Maybe wear like some spices or mm-hmm. herbs or something around their neck. That's like. Yeah. Vampires hate KFC. So. Yeah. But then I was Good kind of thinking about it, too. And I wonder, like, they're thus far neglect of the dangers of mm-hmm. Angelus. I mean, it kind of speaks to the whole episode. Like this episode is yeah. the one that gets them to really realize right. you are awful. <laughs> this is- yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I've, I'm chalking it up to naivety. Yeah. At yeah. this point that like they get he's a bad guy, but so mm-hmm. Spike and Spike has learned to leave them alone. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, maybe it is kind of what you were talking about earlier, that it's almost a denial of like, well, it can't be that bad. He's not really 
bad, bad. He's just grumpy. You're grouchy or, you know, we're going to be able to fix him before anything really bad happens. I almost feel it's like putting your fingers in yours and going, la, 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 la. I don't want to think about it. (laughs) But yeah, so she finally gets around to being like, hey, maybe I don't want him in my house. (laughs) And Corey doesn't want him in her car. (laughs) Get me in my car. (laughs) That means it did that doesn't apply, right? Like later on, it's funny because her car is full of like crosses and garlic. I, I feel, but it's like, not her home. But it is like her because then you get into like what about an RV? So I think like if it's your property that has a door, I think it would count as something you'd have to invite somebody into, unless it's like a public hmm. thing. That's okay. my theory on it. I don't it doesn't really come up that I can think of. Okay, I'm trying. Like I always remember it being described as like into somebody's home but you're mm-hmm. right like and maybe People if Courtney has fallen asleep in her car mm-hmm. maybe then it counts yeah. yeah and like if she's doing it in her car like we've seen it's possible yeah. they've gone to sleep they've napped afterwards mm-hmm. you know had a moment of perfect happiness <laughs> right <laughs> worked out better for her <laughs> yeah. so hey students walked into the library for the first time ever for the first right? time I actually have a, a uh a funny thing about that. You know the only other student or to uh, go into the library other than, you know, monsters Owen. or the Scoobies? Yeah. Owen is the only other person <laughs> who's ever checked out a book. Wow. Yeah. So uh Jonathan. What you're in good happened company. to Owen? Because he didn't drop out of school. We just never saw him again. You know, I was because I've just been rewatching a bunch of season two, so I just rewatched um, Phases, and there's mm. a part where Buffy and Giles are going through where all the kids are making out, yeah. and she's gossiping about two students making yeah. out. One of them's name is Owen, and oh. I couldn't remember what Owen's last name was, and, uh. then, and I was like, I wonder if it's him or not. I, mean, I feel I feel like they would have made it more of more a of thing a of, it. of it. Yeah, yeah. like interesting. Like, yeah, Owen's with that guy. Like Owen. I get. Yeah. I mean, how many Owens are at <laughs> I feel like I feel like late 90s Southern California, there's going to be a lot of Owens. <laughs> I've never met somebody named Owen in my life, I don't think. Oh, I've, I've met one. I've been like two, I think. So Jonathan plus one <laughs> come in looking for books. Yeah. He's, he's got a fun study partner. That's nice. Yeah. No, he, someone's like actually yeah. volunteering to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, like maybe it's an assignment, but like... Probably. They're, they're, you know, when I was in school and like we had group assignments, I just had to do all the work. Mm-hmm. So I was still alone. So yeah. this person at least is participating. I remember this is really awkward, but uh, being assigned a group in a high school class and it happened to be like two or three girls that I was not, you know, friends with at all. They're very much like Cordelia's friends type of girls, um, <laughs> like the very vapid, self-obsessed, but not like didn't really have anything else going for them and i remember they literally ignored me to such a point that they openly had a conversation next to me about how they thought one of their boyfriends was secretly gay and didn't like acknowledge that i could hear all of this i mean sometimes being invisible has its perks yeah i was like um you know i'm hearing all this right if i wanted to i could like tell everybody that you think your boyfriend's gay like and when I went to high school, that would have been more of a big deal, not more of a like, oh, you should come out. It would have been like, you know. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah. a different time. And I was like, that's really like weird to just say that right in front of me. Did they ever realize that we were right there? They just like, they, they had tuned me out so much that they're like, well, it's not like he's a person. Uh, he's not going to hear and, and receive this information. Dude, you had, you could have like gone with that mm-hmm. and continued to like listen in until you got some really good dirt on one of mm-hmm. them and been like, oh. I could have been like uh, A in Pretty Little Liars. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, The gang immediately 
vacates the lobby so they're not heard. But then Jonathan has a question, and then no one's there to answer. Oh, one's like, oh, poor Jonathan. <laughs> this leads directly to the events of Earshot. This one moment. I know, yeah. right? This just traumatized him. Uh, so Buffy fears her mom is in danger. She has to find a way to warn her about Angel without telling her, hey, he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. He really d- doesn't like crosses, uh, so you should wear one, Mom. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Jenny Calendar's computer class, Willow is assigned to keep an eye on the class when Miss Calendar is going to be running late, mm-hmm. which would never happen. I don't know about that. A student, a high school student being assigned to like teach the first, say, 15 minutes of a class? No. I've I've seen teachers do that for the last 10 or 15 minutes. Like, Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, it might be like, this is Spanish and we're going to grab the gym teacher and like 15 minutes of like, I don't know, take out your books or something. I don't care. But never they might do a lap in Spanish, right? <laughs> Uno lapo, yo. But like my school would never put a student no, in charge for any period no. of time. Be like a, an administrator or something. Yeah, huh. some yeah, yeah, like the the front desk secretary. Yeah, that like, yeah. But just, then I mean, later they also kind of just let Willow take over the whole yeah. Class, that whole so thing always seemed crazy to me. Like that would not computer. happen. Well, I mean, they they they, they you know, it's yeah. a, a time where they're it's probably hard to find like a computer teacher. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, oh, the, yeah, the computers were not big. Yeah. She knows it, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's well. there. Yeah. I do also like, because both, it's funny because of how out of date it is, but it's also a good setup for later that she talks about, and remember for your homework, uh, that I want a printout and a floppy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch yep. that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I used to have my brother type up my homework for me, like when it had to be typewritten because I was such a slow typer. Oh yeah. I would I, like I would recite me. my homework to him so he could type it up. I did that with my mom for a while when I was first like trying to figure out how to type, and I was just like so bad at it. Partly because I have terrible wrists, uh, ladies. I'm single, um, but uh, yeah. So I'd be like, no, I just I I can't figure it out. Could you please just like type it out for me? And she's like, okay. Yeah, so it was, it was sweet, but see, I feel like I'm sad. better at typing than like my my huh. parents or any. Cause I am now. Like, like yeah. but when I first learned to type, it took there was yeah. such a learning curve, and it in school I feel like it went from being like no typing to like turning your five page type paper tomorrow and be like well we had so many uh, like computer classes and typing lab, mm. like mavis beacon did you guys have to do mavis beacon ever? It was like a typing computer that. program, and we had to do. I mean. We were doing that pretty regularly from, I want to say, like, fifth grade on. We did that, but I feel like, I don't remember why, one of, like, my computer classes kept getting interrupted where it was like, like this is, to this day, I'm really bad with the bottom rows of keys because I never got to that. It was always like, home keys, <laughs> only learned the upper row, days. okay, class is, the semester is over. And it's like, but oh. I never got to the bottom row. So to this day, like, CX. Those are like, and like Z are like interchangeable. The spelling czar is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, a good thing there's lots of alternate spellings for that word. Yeah, there's a true. T and S. There you go. <laughs> so Giles has a small reconciliation with Jenny. Oh, I just wanted them to kiss. I know. Yeah. He still feels betrayed after, you know, being mm-hmm. betrayed. Yeah. But she explains that she was raised to hate Angel and never expected to fall in love with him. Oh. But she still needs to make things right with Buffy before Giles is, like, completely Mm -hmm. okay. At dinner that night, Buffy tells her mom that she and Angel were dating but have since broken up. She warns Joyce that Angel's having trouble letting go and she shouldn't invite him in. 
So like, I feel like this is well done. Like mm-hmm. for, with the exception of like, don't invite him in. Well, too late. Right. Yeah. But in terms of like implying that he was kind of obsessive and possessive and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit, um, not physically abusive but maybe emotionally is enough to raise the hackles on any mom's neck and be like all right screw this guy and like something high school guys were like it was very common i feel like in it for high school guys to get very possessive Mm, and very jealous very quickly like there's just an immature thing that guys hadn't grown out of yet yeah they didn't they didn't know any better yet yeah there's like you know you're young you're insecure but like Mm. they have to like me best and can't talk to other guys yeah Right. When you get overwhelmed by passion and then it becomes. Ah! (laughs) 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 But, you know, I think it's just such a great I mean, him turning is such a great parallel for real Mm -hmm. life of like, when is this relationship acceptable? When is this level of intensity? okay? Mm -hmm. versus no, not 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 cool anymore. Obviously, it's. A little bit more blatant with the Buffy Angel thing, sure. but it's still a great for. It I makes think me think age. of yeah. a guy I was dating my senior year who, <clears throat> you know, I was a cheerleader and he wanted me to drop out of cheerleading to spend more time with him. And I was like, well, no. And then he wanted me to drop out of um, theater to spend more time with him. I was like, no, that's really important to me. So no. And then he wanted me to not go to college so that we could get married and have babies right away. And I was like, no, I'm going to college. What are you talking about? And I was like, this is where I feel like we're done. We're done. I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like it's it's always a tricky thing when you're, you're, you feel the need to, we need to spend more time together. Because I feel like a lot of the times when that comes up, it's more an issue of I don't have anything else going on. Right. And you don't so, want to be the only person in that or only yeah. thing in that person's life. Yeah. And a healthier way is like, oh, well, maybe this person I like, I could try getting into some of the things they like sure. and see if I like them too. And then I get to spend more time with them, plus I'm doing a thing. Right. How right. Develop them. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> right? You are into theater? I'm into theater now. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Tech. There's, there's sure. something you can yeah. do. Yeah. Set crew. I want to build stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anybody can paint. Buffy then calls Willow, who has her own present from Angel, her pet fish on a string. I got fish on a string, looking out for Angel. My little song. <laughs> Keep going. Um, got that string in an envelope. That's that's as much as I've got. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> So this is why I always remember the angel kneeled a puppy comment as being in this episode. Because I always feel like it was was like two scenes back to back, like angel nailed a puppy and then fish on a string. So it was really obvious, like this is Willow's version of Mm -hmm. nailed a puppy to whatever, because she doesn't have one. Yeah. Which is like shitty but it's also kind of you know it's not that terrible right it, it's fish you, you can put it yeah. on camera and i'm like oh poor willow but i'm not like dear god right. censor yeah. it censor it i just like her little comment about we hadn't had time to bond yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> you bond with fish yeah i did i mean i so i used to have fish pretty regularly um right out of college because like i was used to having a puppy at my parents house and i was like well i want I want animal companionship. So I got, I had fish and like I named them. I had Alphaba and Fiero and uh, Catherine Hepburn. Nice, nice. And then there was Foxy, Moxie and Roxy. 
all of whom have perished, but the, like I would have little. No. I know, I know. I would have little funerals for them. <laughs> the only reason I stopped raising fish is because I decided I was like like doing fish fish genocide because I just kept killing them. <laughs> you killing too many of them. I was like, I feel like I'm, you know, when I die on Judgment Day, they're going to be like, you are a fish murderer. <laughs> you have killed way too many. And you know you're bad at it. So why buy more fish? <laughs> Why I had to clean out the tank. I figured I'd just put some Clorox in there, give it a good scrub. Oh no! <laughs> Thought they needed to be cleaned up. Yeah. Huh? No, uh, Foxy and Moxie ate Roxy. By the way, <laughs> that was not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> they were well fed. Yeah. We, my dad, used to keep fish all the time too. And there was one time where we had a fish that slowly killed off all the fish in the tank. And I, I just remember when there was one left. It, it was, was like, like a little hockey mask. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, no, it was like it had like little little pieces missing from it, and it, like so it took it. This one murderous fish took its time killing them all. Oh it was god. terrible. Oh my god, yeah. that's that's Oops. terrifying. Oops. <laughs> oh, serial killer fish. <laughs> so this, I mean, this scene is also cool because it's shot in a great way because she mm-hmm. passes by her bed and there's nothing on yeah. it. And then she does a full circle of the room, and when she comes back, it's there. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, without them saying it, we know yeah. that Angel had to be there mm-hmm. while she was on this phone call. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. creepy. It's but. cool, like it, like when they do it well in like a like a Halloween movie when you just see the the killer in the background. That's really creepy. That's the the kind of thing where it's just it's not that they're doing anything specifically, just that you know they're there and the characters don't. It's mm-hmm. yeah, that's so creepy. So this is interesting. Buffy says that Angel is completely different now. Willow says that's true, except you're still the only thing he thinks about. Mm. And I think that's interesting because later in Doppelgangland, it's implied that when you become a vampire, your true personality comes true. That like you take away the veneer that we all put up in polite society of like, I'm going to pretend that I'm not a snarky bitch. And Mm. then when I'm a vampire, I'm a super snarky bitch because, you know, fuck tact. So Willow's vampire self is gay, which we later learn Mm -hmm. is, you know, true of Willow. In this case, Angel already loved Buffy, so now it's intensified to the Mm -hmm. point of abuse. I just think that's cool. I think think it's neat that they did that. Mm -hmm. And it definitely is reminiscent of a domestic violence situation. Mm -hmm. You know, that from his his point of view, this is love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which makes it that much creepier. As twisted as it is. Yeah, Yeah. it's still... And it's also from the mythology standpoint cool because you can see this being very much a mirror of the kind of things he did to Drusilla. And like, that's another way to raise the stakes that it's not just maybe he might kill her. It's like maybe he might drive her insane and then turn her evil i absolutely think that's why he hasn't just killed her already Mm -hmm. because otherwise he would just have gone for it but it's gonna be so much worse than Mm -hmm. just that yeah Yeah. in the same way she could have killed him in the movie theater innocence he could have killed her as well Mm -hmm. right and he didn't because he just wants to torture her yeah so speaking of puppies (laughs) in the factory drew's trying to feed spike a puppy (laughs) named sunshine (laughs) named sunshine I've named him Sunshine. (laughs) Uh, So Spike is not having any of this. Angel arrives and implies that... What? That he's already sleeping with you, Drew? That he wants to? It's it's so weird because he does this like several times throughout the season where he kind of openly 
like teases Spike about I'm already doing your girlfriend, but we as the audience never know if that's true. Right. And I kind of feel like based on Spike and Drusilla later in season three in mm. Lover's Walk when she cheats on him, like if he knew that she was really cheating yeah. on him, he I mean, he would be gone. He would not stick around for that. Yeah. Like I think it kind of makes sense in a vampire situation of like monogamy is fluid mm-hmm. and whatever because we're evil, so relationships blah but then like with spike i feel like that's different i Mm -hmm. feel like he's so devoted to drusilla although i wonder because it's angel and angel and drusilla have such an intense history that yeah they all are not i mean also the way that angel's kind of the alpha in the room Mm -hmm. that it's almost like spike demures to him that like yeah he doesn't like it but he feels like he Mm -hmm. can't really well because angel's still so possessive of drusilla yeah i mean he created her sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I, yeah i don't know i don't know if they're really i always kind of thought they were just because angelus was really awful but yeah, yeah. but then and like, also spikes crippled and it was implied earlier that yeah. spike and drusilla couldn't mm, because she was yeah. unwell and yeah. right so a lot of, of pent up yeah. in there so <laughs> although you also have to wonder would would Angelus, because he's still so obsessed with Buffy, be going for like somebody else romantically? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Well, I mean, Angelus would go for everybody and anybody. Yeah, but he's so I think it's too obsessive. romantic. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's obsessive, but not in a exclusive way. I mean, his obsession with Buffy is very different than a. I mean, he doesn't want to do Buffy. He wants to drive her crazy and then murder her. You well, know, people and- into different things. That's true. And I mean, also after a hundred years of being like broody and really that's and just rats it. and stuff. So maybe now he's like, hey, <laughs> that's the I also I feel like Angelus. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like Angelus, even if Angel just got some, because we saw he did, mm-hmm. Angelus wants to get some dirty, kinky stuff out right. of the way that he's been like suppressing for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. just think about like oh, all the advancements and like bondage gear that have right? happened since he was turned Angelus good. would be so down for that. Yeah. So and Drew would be down for it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think we're about to go down a dark path. Let's go to the next scene, guys. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Drew goes crazy. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I like the setup of the uh, the creepy store with um, uh, Jenny. At first mm. you see kind of a typical pan over all these creepy items like a head in a jar. Then you just see somebody doing a price gun that's kind of like it's kind of a, a nice little tease. And then when she comes in, he does the whole spiel in the, sh- in the silly accent. And it's like, oh, you're in the trade. And he just drops it. Yeah, I love that. It's yeah, great. it's neat. Uh, so the next morning at school, Buffy confronts Jenny. Things are still not good between them. But Giles is lonely and Buffy doesn't want that. Oh. So she kind of implies you guys have my blessing, even though I don't like you. I kind of feel, I mean, I, I get why Buffy is so upset with Jenny, mm-hmm. but I feel like she's maybe taking out more of the situation just on Jenny. Yeah. Her upsetness with herself and her decision. I mean, I, I definitely feel like if, she has nobody else to. Jenny had known, if Jenny had known fully what was mm-hmm. going to happen yeah. before, prior to it happening, I get that. But Jenny didn't know until after it yeah. happened either. That's true. It's not like Jenny mm-hmm. could have been like, hey, don't sleep with this guy. Right, she didn't right. know that was going to be the catalyst. Right. But that, but you could also make the argument like if she had come clean to to Buffy and Giles, right. they could have gone to you know Uncle Janos or whatever, and like gotten the information much sooner. So obviously Angel wouldn't have turned. They might have even known how to get him like you know his soul back just in case. That's true. Before sure. that, so even if something happened, they would be prepared. That's true. 
Before Buffy sleeps with Angel, does she know the um, perfect moment of happiness part of the curse? No, no. Okay, then yeah, I'm yeah. on board with Buffy being mad because they. I mean, at least Janos knew that part. Yeah. Janos knew it. Yeah. 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 Even... Or Yana. I f- or I Yana. feel like we're. I I don't yeah. remember. Anna. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Her uncle. Vincent Trevelli. Uncle. Giles has discovered a spell to revoke a vamp's invitation. Willow has to hide a cross in her room. I love this. Anytime to make reference to her Jewishness, I get so happy. Like, yay, Willow. Um, Ira Rosenberg's only daughter nailing crucifixes to the wall. Uh, This is also the birth of the infamous Xander Snoopy dance. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Charlie Brown Christmas. (laughs) While they're in Willow's room, Angel leaves another note, which, again, there's no way they didn't see this before. So he had to be in there while their backs Mm -hmm. were turned. Uh, It's a drawing of Joyce. And I do, they did have to put some ADR in there to like clarify because when you just see the picture, especially quickly, like I, I couldn't tell who that was. Yeah, the, actually, the first time I yeah. rewatched it, I was like, oh, it's another picture of Buffy. And then I was rewatching yeah. it today. Like, and it, oh, well, no, it doesn't no. help that she's yeah. in like the sleeping in like the exact same position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not like a color picture, it's like right. a charcoal sketch. So, sure. Really. Angel could be a little bit more distinct with his drawings. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. take some classes. Right. <laughs> God. Maybe some colored pencils. It's like he hasn't even used the pencil in a hundred (laughs) years. So Buffy's mom arrives home to Angel standing in the front yard. Angel tells Joyce they made love. Boy, this is the most evil thing you've done. (laughs) This is, I mean, like telling a girl's mom, oh, by the way, we did it. Like, and she's 17, 16. 17. 17. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Nope. Dick. Well, move. I like how Joyce is like really like the, the good, strong mom in this scene. And then a, a Angelus plays such a good version of like, I'm just, you know, this, you know, guy. And, I, you know, I just want to see Buffy. And he does a really good job of acting as that guy. But like also the weak, doing his creep- obsessive yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. so he doesn't give up the goat. Um but is still able to like do his little Angelus bit of like, and I'm just gonna like throw some shit in your life, Buffy, that fucks you up. Hey, Angelus, let that goat go. <laughs> let him go. That's a that's a free let range go. goat. It's a let free it range goat. goat. <laughs> let it go. Uh, so just as Joyce is able to enter the house, Buffy and Willow finish a spell and lock Angel out. Buffy looks so badass here. Mm-hmm. I love that. Sorry, Sorry Angel. Angel. Change, Change the, the locks. locks. <laughs> Door slam. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like a lot of her like talk back like a lot of her mm-hmm. talk backs and like one liners I don't actually think are that great this one's great yeah <laughs> change the locks it's like her explanation to her mom of he's really superstitious <laughs> that works for why Willow was reciting a spell yeah. okay I mean it works just as well as like a great scavenger hunt or gangs on PCP <laughs> everyone's on PCP neck rupture <laughs> Meanwhile, Jenny is working on translating the soul restoration spell. Giles and she make a date for later. You know that once things start getting really happy, they're going to get real bad. (laughs) So bad. Like, maybe if it was just, like, Jenny's got the spell to maybe fix Angel, or she and Giles are going to reunite. But the fact that it's, like, both, it's like, there's no way it's going to end well. No, especially if you know Giles Whedon. You're like, oh, you're going to rip my heart out, aren't you? Terrible's going to (laughs) happen. You know that thing when you're trying to look nonchalant and like trying to not smile, but you can't mm. help but not smile because yeah. you're happy. They're both doing this really, yeah. especially Giles. Yeah. Like he's oh. trying to be cool, but he's just like, 
Oh, no. <laughs> it's like that thing where it's, it's like, so why, why won't my cheeks obey? Go down. Yeah. <laughs> Stop no. smiling. No, I'm not going to smile. I'm not going to smile. So and I'm like, once again, though, he leaves her there alone at school at night. Like, I mean, although in his defense numbers? she knows what's going on she should yeah, have def- it's defense why didn't she have a cross on yeah, yeah. like she's a fucking techno gypsy right. pagan like no pagan techno pagan gypsy lady be prepared here all of them should be at, like way more prepared defense yeah. is your best offense i mean even if angelus was an evil mm-hmm. you live in sunnydale yeah. it right. is not good to be by yeah. yourself at night anywhere and, and they sure. all should know but at this point that a public building vampires can come into they've done it before right yeah no they've been <laughs> yeah. in that school uh so after giles leaves jenny finishes the translation and saves it to a disc but she's not alone angel's there Put in a floppy guys he shatters the orb of thessala breaks her computer, and burns the printout of the translation. Which, you know, it's lucky for him that the computer caught on fire. That's, you know, a nice twofer. Is this back in the days when your computer and your monitor were all one thing? There's no tower on the floor? I think it's it's two-tiered. But I don't think the actual computer gets destroyed because Willow Mm. talks later on in the season about how she found a bunch of uh, Miss Calendar's old files. Mm. Uh, oh, so okay. I was like reading something online, and yeah. they're, they're like, and the, com- the monitor definitely gets destroyed. Yeah. Well, he's two hundred years old; okay. he doesn't know the difference so between a yeah. monitor and he a computer. Yeah, let to look for a floppy <laughs> disk. <laughs> he's got no idea what that is. <laughs> Angel chases Jenny. <laughs> the crash bars are locked from the inside. Um, Total fire hazard. That I, that's that the is, next thing in my notes. That is highly like, illegal. Not nothing. only are the, the creepy janitors not there as per usual, sure, but they also like. They had this the school set up as a death trap. I'm the way I logic this out in my brain mm-hmm. is that Angel did that. That's elaborate. He's he's got that like access to keys. He's, yeah, that he's oh, maybe locked he killed it. a janitor, and we don't Stole hear about the, the janitor because who's gonna mourn a you know, janitor? It's just I'm sorry, janitors, but like yeah. <laughs> you're you're not gonna get the the big press. The the teacher that died is gonna get the big press. That's classist. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not saying I agree with it, but it's true. Yeah. So Angel finally grabs... I mean, like, this is a good chasing. Mm-hmm. Like, they go over a lot of the school. It's very tense. Mm-hmm. Um, You're definitely, like, gritting your teeth and screaming yeah. at the TV. Like, Jenny, no, run! Just, just run! Yeah. Just jump over the balcony. I don't care if you break your arm. You can still run. Right. Like, she's, I guess she's on the second floor, but fucking jump. Yeah. He finally grabs her in front of that great semicircle window. Mm-hmm. And the second I see that window, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. This is it. Uh, and he snaps her neck. Yeah. Um, I uh, watched a pretty interesting Joss Whedon interview. It's oh, on one of the special yep. features, and mm-hmm. he was talking about the choice to break her neck mm-hmm. instead of biting her. And he said like they wanted it to feel like an insult. Like Angel was mm-hmm. just, you're not even worth biting. Oh, this yeah. is just to send a mu- message to Buffy. That's how yeah. little I care about you. Oh, I was wondering about that because I thought maybe they wanted it to be very clear that he did not turn her. That, that was too. part of it yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then he also, apparently there was some debate about they w- considered having him kill her with his human face instead of the vampire face on, oh, but they decided that would be too no. much and no one would ever like <laughs> want Angel to be redeemed after yeah, that. No. For, for the listeners, Kristen's face is explaining why they decided to go <laughs> yeah. with the, the vampire yeah. face because her just look of like terrified disgust unease is, is no. indescribable in audio mm. form. Right. It's like bad enough. <laughs> And yeah, that's what it, the whole interview. He's just talking about how he wanted it to um, be as awful as it possible. It is it's mm. so Pretty bad. Much. Yeah. I do, I always remember it as him biting her. Well, because that's what you you would expect. Yeah, <laughs> why, why would you sure. not bite him? Nine times out of ten, that's what a vampire does. Yeah, yeah he's got his yeah. teeth out. I'm sure. 
this was also one of the points that they were thinking about killing off Oz. He was originally right. going to be the one that they were going to kill the show, like the stakes had risen. But they decided not to do that because he was like a new character that was doing interesting things for like Willow's character. And they're like, who's a character we can afford to lose that's still in the main cast? Probably Jenny is the. Is We're the also one. more emotionally invested in her. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been with her yeah, longer. Yeah. And the way. And she's a grown up, which makes it feel more real in a way. Yeah, like she should, like she in theory should be able to mm-hmm. defend herself more than the kids yeah. would be. Well, and with her history, with it, well, and her yeah. people's history with mm-hmm. Angel, and, yeah, and her and Giles' relationship was so much more built up. Mm-hmm. Like, right. if it had been Oz, it's almost too soon. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're like, sweethearts. They like each other. That's really sad, but okay. Yeah. Also, I wish he had wolfed out. <laughs> um, oh, also, Joss Whedon said that. He did this death as a message to the actors. He said his message was, be very good or I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I, I memorized all my lines Mm -hmm. uh, for the next 12 episodes (laughs) and everyone else's lines so I can give cues. You need help, like, setting up the lights. I can, you know, if anyone's running late, I can help I brought sandwiches um, and lattes. Giles arrives at Buffy's to get the supplies for the D invitation spell. He offers to say something to Joyce about Buffy and Angel <laughs> getting physical. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, what would you say? Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a good night. I love That's <laughs> adorable. Yeah. So Joyce is doing a pretty great job yeah. here. This is some yeah. quality parenting. Mm-hmm. If I... If a boyfriend had told my mom at 17, oh, Kristen and I just had sex, like, this is not the conversation that would follow that. It would be, we're getting you a chastity belt? <laughs> it's like, guess what? All girls school. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so Joyce wants to know if Buffy was careful. And she has a good point. Mm-hmm. It's not just that Buffy had sex, but she did so with a guy she didn't even tell her mom she was dating. Mm-hmm. She wants Buffy to stop shutting her out. She cares about her and she'll never stop. I also like the line here about Joyce and her saying, you know, her saying, oh, so I guess we had the talk. And Buffy saying, how did it go? And Joyce saying, I don't know. It was my first. I feel like that's implying that her parents didn't have the talk with her. And like, so she's kind of winging it. And I just kind (laughs) of like that because I feel like that's also true to our generation. Like Mm -hmm. our parents... I know my mom had said that her that my grandma never explained the menstrual cycle to her. Cycle to her. So my mm-hmm. mom was like, I'm dying. <laughs> um, so it was very important to my mom. Like, my mom it was like, it's very important to me that you understand what's happening yeah. Yeah. and that you don't think that you're hemorrhaging from the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have, has nobody else seen the movie Carrie? Right. Like, it pretty like, solidly explains that in the beginning. <laughs> well, more for like the parents of like, oh, this could happen to my kid. I should, right, I should yeah. warn them. <laughs> If you don't tell your daughter, she might go crazy and murder everybody at prom. <laughs> it probably says a lot that I'm old, that I'm like feeling, I'm like <laughs> feeling more like. More connected to Joyce than yes. than Buffy in that scene. Yes, exactly. That I'm like, oh, I can imagine that when I have that talk with my kid, that's going <laughs> to suck. <laughs> Giles gets to his apartment and there's a rose on the door. Oh, that's good. That's nice, right? There's an opera playing. Candles. And he's so adorably like trying to like fix yeah, himself up to look cute. Candles are lit, wine is on ice, and there's a note telling him to go upstairs. When he gets there, Jenny is in the bed, but she's clearly dead. And it t- it takes him a while to or like a second yeah. to realize that she's not just waiting for him. And they've got the Puccini playing in the background and his like roses on the steps and candles and 
gets up there and just uh, like the arc of the song, which makes me think like Angel had to play that song yeah. like right when he he saw Giles coming and like planned it out like this is probably when he's going to go up the stairs. Yeah. Oof. This um. So I I I was obviously upset when Jenny died. Um, I'm still every time I watch it, I continue to be upset. Mm-hmm. At this point, I still cry. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, so, and I mean, Anthony Stewart had his. Mm-hmm. obviously amazing but his yeah. face in that moment yeah. when he realizes she's dead is just like heartbreaking yeah. like, i, want to hunt I know like i'm getting emotional thinking about it. yeah i don't know what else to say this is yeah it's really effective awful. when yeah. they talk about torture and i know like later on angel and drusilla were will torture giles physically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is so much worse oh yeah like yeah. this is the worst thing you can do to someone mm-hmm. well i was like this isn't jealous. This yeah. is who you're yeah. actually. Yeah. Because before, I mean, he killed one of the other high schoolers, and that was kind of messed up. Teresa, who yeah. we didn't hire, no. yeah. but, mm-hmm. but this is just like, oh, this is what he's capable of. Yeah. This is yeah. what he's going to do yeah. to all of your friends. <laughs> uh, Giles calls Buffy's house. Wow, oh. another angel. God, that moment. Oh, that's. I mean. Oh. Allison Hannigan. Yeah. I mean, yes. Allison Hannigan. I mean, Buffy. Buffy just kind of freezes mm-hmm. and um, like slides falls. down the wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. Allison Hannigan loses it, mm-hmm. and Joyce has to come in and comfort her. And it's she. Yeah. Oh. And and also, I have to like commend the direction on this. It, it was such a smart move, both to like kind of keep the episode more or less in Angel's perspective to have it be him looking in, right? Mm-hmm. But that kind of the muted tone of it and seeing it through the windows makes it feel a lot more real in a way right because it feels like you're just like looking in at somebody's house and seeing this happening i also think that seeing it from angel's perspective mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with the fact that this is the next monologue mm-hmm. in this point yeah, yeah. And the overlay with the monologue of yeah. that scene is just mm-hmm. it makes it because oh, it's, it's i mean the so monologue's cold he's, yeah like the fact that he's not having any i mean i guess he's kind of smiling like he has a little bit of a reaction mm-hmm. but like how can we as an audience are watching this and we're emotionally devastated. And the fact yeah. that he's not phased mm-hmm. makes him that much more evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Scoobies arrive at Giles place to find him and his weapons gone. He's going to kill Angel. Xander is a big fan of this. Mm-hmm. I do like his point. I hated Angel long before you all jumped on the bandwagon. But I don't know. It kind of, an- Xander kind of bothers me in this episode because mm. it's once again, that thing where, Okay, we get it. You're in love with Buffy. Yeah. But you only hated Angel because she loved, because Buffy loved him. Yeah. He didn't hate him because he was genuinely a bad, I mean. Yeah. Right. But that means that he doesn't have far to go. Like, he, I don't think he had good reasons to hate Angel. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. But it means he did not have far to go from Angel to, to Angelus. It just yeah. intensified. So if everybody went from a 10 of liking Angel to a zero of hating Angelus, Xander was already at a five. Right. So he hit yeah. zero a long time ago. Yeah. They were all at like seven, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't I, yeah. I don't think it's justified. I think you're absolutely correct. Yeah, well, because then he has a line. It was in the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, this should be a lesson for you girls about inviting strange men into your bedroom or something. And it's yeah, like, that's, that's it's Xander, Xander, though. But it, like, like, you had a praying mantis woman almost eat you because you were horny. Like, come on. <laughs> this was Buffy's boyfriend. This was somebody yeah. who was a team player who mm-hmm. saved all of their lives countless. Like, yeah. this isn't some random dude. Yeah. And... 
Xander always tries to act like that. And mm-hmm. But he's always that guy. He's yeah. always oh, kind of guy. sexist yeah. with double standards it, of, mm-hmm. I yeah. want to get some and not be a virgin, but you girls, because you're my friends, you have to keep it in your pants. Mm-hmm. Right. He's right. always, I mean, that, and that's yeah. unfortunately reality. A lot mm-hmm. of guys yeah. feel that way. Yeah. And especially when you're that young, and especially at the time that this was coming out. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's I feel like yeah. I'm hoping that teenagers nowadays are a little bit more progressive, teenage boys specifically, about this stuff. But You guys I'm can't sure, see it. I'm rolling my eyes at that. I'm I, sure it's still. A I think big teenage issue. boys are probably still. Yeah. But I think yeah. a lot of a lot of guys feel that way in high school and grow out of it. Because it's an yeah. immaturity and insecurity thing of like, you're not an equal human being that has the same urges mm-hmm. and deserves the same things I do. Whereas like, right. you grew up and you realize like, that was dumb. Yeah. Remember that yeah, thing yeah. that yeah. I did? That was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do agree with Xander's point. Mm-hmm. Like, since he's changed, we have to kill it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard to kill your ex-lover. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, and, yeah. And unfortunately, it's... I kind of, take- as much as like, I get like... Giles is jumping the gun here kind of not like I kind of understand his plan of him saying I accept that Buffy can't do this this is her Mm ex-lover this is her ex-boyfriend I accept that this is a big thing to ask of her so I'm gonna do it yeah Yeah. and I get like he's emotional he's maybe not thinking that through but when he has his plan part of me is like yeah okay and he, and he gets closer than you might think. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he has a plan. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. he holds sure. his own pretty well mm-hmm. for being, yeah. you know. If he just had something beyond, like, hit him with a torch. If if the crossbow doesn't work, like, throw the fire, that's great. Get a fire started. You know, one scenario, if they are able to get away, they don't have a hideout anymore. Great. Then hit the crossbow. Oh, you didn't hit him with the crossbow. I would have maybe brought a second crossbow. Reloaded the crossbow. Maybe a so few other go, weapons, alternative yeah. weapons. Yeah, <laughs> like wear some crosses around my neck. Again, why don't people do this? <laughs> Seriously. All the vampi- it's it's like you can wear a hot burning iron that doesn't burn you, but burns your opponent. That yeah. is such a great advantage. That's a superpower. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. Like cross rings, guys. Ring, rings with crosses on so them. So you punch them. Yeah. Ah, so then you always yeah. have it on your hand and you're trying to defend yourself. You're just burning their face. Maybe not so much for Willow. That might be hard to explain. Oh, right. Her dad might be upset. <laughs> I think I need to go buy a cross ring. I feel like this is a really good idea and a good defense. Yeah. And I'm just going over it. Like you're talking. I'm thinking, going, where can I buy one? Just Definitely. Yeah. What would you say? Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. No, because I mean, sure. Why not? Defend against the possibility of vampires or zombies. Well, I mean, yeah. just in case. <laughs> I don't think zombies are, are allergic to crosses. No, no but, but you should be prepared yeah. for zombies. For either. Okay. Right. Sure. You should always have a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I, why I keep my machete next to the bed. You mm-hmm. don't? <laughs> um, I keep my uh, copy of Machete starting, uh, starring Danny Trejo next to my bed. <laughs> That'll scare everybody away. <laughs> so I think Giles, so Giles looks like a fucking badass here. Um, his best move by far is when he picks up the wooden back bat and without breaking mm-hmm. stride, swings it over his head, lights it on fa- fire, and bangs yeah. Angel over the face with it. Yeah. Yeah. Badass. Ripper, man. Mm-hmm. Right? And I like a, a Spike stopping Drusilla from yeah. helping. Yeah. Like, like, nope, you have to get tagged in. To also, go, yeah. Puppy, still alive. Yeah. That's <laughs> surprising. The whole episode, pretty much. No. Although, might have died in the fire. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't nailed to a wall. Right, right. It's been worse. <laughs> I'm going to choose to believe it ran away. Okay. Happier. <laughs> that would have been a great coda. At the very end of the final episode of Buffy, you just see that dog run across the street. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so just as Angel gets the upper hand, Buffy arrives. 
They fight, and she's kicking some pretty serious ass here. Mm -hmm. But she taps out early to save Giles Mm -hmm. from the spreading fire. He's mad that she intervened. She punches him. He says that he can't get himself killed because she can't do this alone. I... So here's the thing. I don't think they needed that last line. And I feel like it was very badly ADR'd. And I feel like we would have gotten it otherwise. That I can't do this alone? Yeah. Where where she like hits him and is like, what are you trying to get yourself killed? And then it's very clearly like she says it when she's behind his back and you can't see her mouth. And I, I it kind of took me out of the scene. Hmm. I kind of feel like I, I know that they have a strong relationship. And that she was concerned about him and is like distraught over Jenny, just like, not just like he is, but as well as he is. And I feel like it would have been stronger for, for me personally in this scene if they had just left it at, what are you trying to get yourself killed? And then they just kind of like fall into each other and just in, in sorrow, like these two friends that like have lost so much. I feel like it's Giles that needs to hear this because mm-hmm. at this point he's thinking, I have nothing. You took the person that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm and I think he goes in there kind of willing to die mm-hmm. to get back an angel and I think he needs that to bring him out of it and realize that like his job is to protect Buffy. He needs to take care of himself and be there for her. I I don't I feel like that point could be made in the episode just by by having her reaction that she has in in that scene where she is like basically crying saying what are you trying to do get yourself killed punches him and then they embrace and they're sobbing i feel like you know that like she's upset because she doesn't want to lose him Mm. and she needs him and i feel like he would get that Mm. if 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 they just like lingered on that shot i feel like that would be a more eloquent way to do it and i feel like it was just put in in a kind of like it it feels like it's it's almost dumbing it down to a way of like just in case you didn't get this is the subtext gotcha let us put this in an adr Right. And that moment doesn't really need any more because it's so yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I never. I just. I'm always crying during yeah. it. Right. So, so you're just, already crying at that point, like, so you don't notice. I, the did audio you say probably. something? I'm sorry. Yes. Every time. Ta- there's three different points where I cry like every time I watch it. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't cry now. <laughs> you need tissue. We only bring you on for the really happy episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over the last monologue, we see Giles coming home and visiting Jenny's grave. <laughs> Buffy apologizes for not killing Angel when she had the chance, but now she's ready. At school, Willow is teaching Miss Calendar's class. Just mm. a sad moment. She's not, you know, previously she was so excited. She had lesson plans, mm-hmm. stayed up all night, and now she's like reluctantly stepping in. Yeah. Willow knocks the disc with the restoration spell in a crack between in the desk, between the desk and something. Yeah, I think there's like... There's basically like the desk and then like a weird little mini desk where the computer is kind of. Yeah, like yeah. an extension sure. desk yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, but n- either way, we end with dramatic floppy disk. <laughs> it's the most dramatic shot of a floppy disk ever. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't think of a more dramatic floppy disk. It's one of my, I, I love that ending. I just like oh. I, I, I'm sorry. I just pictured a floppy disk with googly eyes. But just from like when I originally watched it, I just remember because I was like eight or nine or whatever when I mm-hmm. orig- and just that ending just freaky because you're so excited because you're like finally like maybe yeah. a little figure. No. no. And also, I feel like at this point, I've been so emotional mm-hmm. over Jenny and Giles and all this. I forgot I about the spell. And yeah. this is like 
don't forget right this exists mm-hmm. in the world well, and also too like after that whole jenny scene you're kind of like do we just want Buffy to kill Angel, you know? Yeah. Right. Do like, you even fuck his want him soul. To yeah. Yeah. Like, just get rid of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> kind of be awkward to hang out with him. Like, right. Like, yeah. remember so, when you um, killed my girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was awful. It's kind of not cool, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the lesson in passion? And jealous is an asshole. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, always be prepared. I mean, that's the lesson they don't learn yeah. or they learn like, at all yeah, they yeah. didn't learn that. I mean, I feel like part of the lesson is literally like, and jealous is an asshole. We learned the mm-hmm. extent to which yeah. he's an asshole mm-hmm. and that, and you know, we can't play with kid gloves anymore. Uh, well, everyone's at the mercy of their passion. Everyone yeah. has made, everybody in the episode makes bad choices because of whatever type of passion. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's the thing is actually in contrast to Angel's monologue, which says you're a slave to a passion, it controls you. They learn that they can't do that. Right. They need to. That that's what's leading them wrong. Yeah, yeah, they need keep to keep a cool head. And yeah, you might love Angel, and that's what your mm-hmm. passion says. But your intelligence says, fucking kill Angelus before he murders everyone you love. Yeah. Right. And maybe your passion says, you killed my girlfriend. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. But your intelligence says, maybe have a plan first. Mm -hmm. This is not going to end well. And even with Jenny, like the the idea of like, I'm so worried about this passion I feel for Giles. Instead of doing the smart thing and immediately saying, hey, I think I may have found out a way to kill Angel. I want to have this all gift wrapped so I can basically save the day and get Mm -hmm. back in everyone's good graces. Mm -hmm. And even Joyce criticizes Buffy for not thinking through sleeping with Angel and for following her passion. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I like that it's actually in contrast to the monologue. Like yeah. Yeah. everyone quotes the monologues constantly, mm-hmm. but in reality, we're supposed to learn that, I mean, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Maybe you don't take advice from him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like when people saw the Dark Knight, they were like, you know what? I am being too serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> It's time to put passion back on the shelf and open the books on Killed by Death. Buffy's patrolling in the cemetery, but this slayer has the flu and is not working with top game. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's it's a nice way to make it so that the next episode, we're not like, why the fuck doesn't she just kill Angel? Right. No, right. she's she's just can't right now. Like she's, you know. And I also feel like we kind of need a little bit of a break. <laughs> like after sure. everything that happened. Buffer. One off, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no yeah that's like saying like oh you have like 170 degree temperature in the flu take the sats <laughs> <laughs> it's just like maybe no maybe not maybe i'm gonna take rest maybe prep yeah the way yeah. that buffy's prepping she's mm-hmm. patrolling, patrolling the cemetery trying to make sure angels can kill anyone but maybe don't take the test just yet look at that metaphor i came up with on the spot i'm so proud <laughs> uh so cue angel of course. With Buffy being sick, he easily overpowers her. Mm-hmm. I also like this because, you know, in their previous fights, yeah. she really has had the upper hand on mm-hmm. him until 
A, she chooses not to stake him because she still loves him, or mm-hmm. B, the fire is about to kill to kill Giles and mm-hmm. she needs to save him first. So th- in this time, she should easily have the upper hand, except she's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, him calling her lover. Oh, that is gross. First off, anyone calling anyone lover non-ironically. It's really weird. Non-ironically. <laughs> like, oh. Never. Never. <laughs> no, it's awful. This reminds me of the uh, Tim Burton Batman in that in that movie, the the two big forces, you have your Batman and your Joker. First they meet when it's Batman and Joker before he's the Joker. So hmm. obviously Batman's gonna win. But then the next time they meet, it's the Joker and Bruce Wayne. So then the Joker just wins. So it's not until the final showdown that you actually get Batman and Joker facing mm. off. So it's nice to kind of see like, you know, there's been all these things kind of um, impeding them at each time so you're not really seeing the big face off yet right because right. yeah either Buffy's not willing to or has to not kill Angel or now that she uh, has the sickness she's not at full strength so it's not like they're just having fights and they just have draws for no reason right and that's like building up this mm-hmm. um, anticipation towards the final showdown that you yeah. know has to happen right. but like it's gonna be an epic fight yeah one thing and I think this is probably a budgetary thing just because there's a lot of like new sets and uh, fancy effects in this episode i kind of wish the fight had been a little better it's kind of a lame fight and i i get like obviously buffy's not fighting at full full health but i feel like there's a way to film somebody just completely kicking the shit out of somebody Mm. that's a lot cooler and more effective and more like you know visceral like oh no buffy what's going on mm. then it, what's in here it just kind of feels like any other vamp fight that you'd have in the cemetery but yeah. she just happens to lose i always get the feeling that he's not trying yeah because he doesn't want to kill her yet he hasn't driven her crazy yet so that he's just kind of like this is too easy look poke i hurt you i i do think though that you're right that like when she they take her to the hospital and they're like, and they're like, oh, she broke her arm. I'm like, how? Yeah, like, yeah. broke her what arm. Happened. Yeah. You're just kind of like pushing her over, and then it's like, oh, my arm broke. Like, yeah, it's not. But I do kind of like the end part of the fight when the the Scoobies overwhelm Angel. Yeah, just yeah. It's like finally, kind of funny, and it's like it takes all four of them, and to they do finally learn anything. They all Karen have crosses. crosses. <laughs> they crosses. learned their lesson finally. Although I do wonder, like, because Buffy faints right after that, and then Angelus is still going on his merry way, yeah. like. I, I feel like that'd be a prime opportunity to go back and kill some Scooby. But he doesn't real. I mean, like this isn't the like torture. He hasn't set this up. Like yeah. he needs That's to true. set up the. He's got to be more elaborate with it. Yes, no, this is easy. not dramatic enough. I do like Xander's line: "Take a walk, overbite." <laughs> I love it so much. It makes me happy. So the Scoobies take her to the hospital. There they keep vigil. When she finally wakes, she's a little loopy. Which is good because it helps Giles explain why she's screaming about vampires. <laughs> Although I did feel like the Scoobies were overcompensating a little yeah. bit. They were like, no, she's really just out of it. Like the doctor yeah. already said Isn't that, that yeah, crazy? Like, like, they're, they're not going to assume she actually thinks vampires are real. Unless they already know vampires are real. Then, you know, they're going to be like, okay, cool. Just like cool. And right, right. <laughs> I know you're telling the truth, but nobody else does. Joyce explains that Buffy's been wigged about hospitals ever since, at eight years old, she witnessed her cousin Celia die in a hospital. That would do it. Hospitals freak me out, and I don't have any story to explain it. They are yeah, just, creepy. just creepy. Yeah, I mean, they this, smell bad. This totally makes sense for Buffy, but it's another example of that old army buddy syndrome, where it's yeah. just like, sure. this has never come up before. It never comes up again. I think maybe they make like some cursory like allusion to it in like some episode with glory or something because she's in hospitals a lot in that season but it just seems like 
it's unnecessary too. How would she not already be motivated to help when there's children dying and she's the slayer? Like you don't need extra motivation there and you don't need her to be extra scared because she's already like been defeated and is at poor health. But I think one of the themes of this episode is that teenagers, a lot of times this is when you're starting to really think about death and a lot of teenagers explore that with a goth phase and um, it really starts to hit home Mm -hmm. like this will happen to you. And I think that's the purpose of this episode is it's this is, you know, the time when teenagers might start exploring that and might start being scared of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's important that that's a fear for her, like a personal fear, not just a fear about these kids might die, Mm -hmm. but like, well, and also I think, I mean, I agree with you. It's like the old army buddy thing, but, um, and if they had, cause she's in hospitals enough in the rest of the seasons where yeah. they could keep bringing it up. Yeah. But it's just something about like when you're a kid going mm. through something like that with yeah. someone who is clearly like they were cousins, but they were clearly mm. really close. Yeah. Right. And like watching your cousin be in such a helpless, mm-hmm. horrifying, like that's a horrifying. Yeah. That's terrible. And she had to watch it and mm-hmm. to not understand it. And then like have to deal with it as mm-hmm. an adult or as more of an adult, yeah. I think is like, I don't know, dealing with stuff from your past yeah. and older is I feel like if they if they have it in here, they need to explore it better. Because it feels yeah. it feels like it's weak character motivation that they don't really they have like two little flashbacks. Yeah. That yeah. are like ten seconds long. Yeah. It's yeah. not there's just there's nothing that makes it feel like absolutely necessary and if in the the amount of it forced it feels for me just like outdoes what it does for the character mm. development right the the celia scenes to, for me the way that they're shot like kind of the celia storyline to me screams like psa or yeah. you know what i mean like the after school special of like we're gonna deal with death yeah like but i mean like they wouldn't have an after school special but you know what i mean right, like right. it's just very cheesy and yeah very very like PBS Channel Eleven mm-hmm. After Dark type weird stuff. <laughs> what what PBS were you watching? No, I watched a lot of PBS freshman year of college because that was the only mm-hmm. channel I could get. Mm. Oh. So I would have a break in between my morning class, and my afternoon class, where I'd go back, eat a bowl of Lucky Charms, and watch Teletubbies. <laughs> and then we would often at like two a.m. because what college student sleeps? We would order Chinese food. And turn on Channel 11, and they would always have these old PSAs. But, like, I always think of the one that really stood out was it had the the older Home Improvement brother, and it was a monster had locked them in detention. Like, they were showed up for detention, and the monster locked them in the school, and it was all about anti-bullying. Like, one of them was at fault. Like, I think the Home Improvement kid was the bully, and he brought a gun to school. It, It was so weird, but, like... Bad production value, yeah. bad acting. I need to see this. I know. I, I looked. I've looked it up on IMDb. It does exist. I did not like <laughs> eat bad Chinese food and then. Like, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you had watched Home Improvement earlier in the night, and you're just like, huh? I wonder if there's a monster in that. <laughs> no, I want. I should see if it's on YouTube. No, I, it's definitely on his IMDb yeah. page, so I know it exists. Speaking of Home Improvement, the actor who plays the youngest brother, his name Taron Smith. What? Yep. I'm named after a boy. <laughs> oh. It's a popular name in those days. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, my parents are real big Home Improvement fans. Yeah, they're so into Home Improvement, especially that young actor. Yeah. Like, Everyone's brilliant. favorite character, the little kid on Home Improvement, <laughs> I can't right? Even think of his name. No. What his name is on the show. If it's not Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who cares? <laughs> That night, Buffy wakes in the hospital to see the world's creepiest boy standing outside her room. He's, I think, creepier than the anointed one, <laughs> I would have to say. Yeah. In this one episode, that yeah. child manages to be creepier than yeah. that. I agree. This child should have been the anointed one. Uh, and this is where this whole sequence is where this episode's huge ripping off of Nightmare on Elm Street starts. Right? Yeah. I have it in my notes. Hey, yes. Freddy Krueger showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, he doesn't look that much like Freddy Krueger, but a, a lot bit. of the, like... The dream is very much like one that you'd see in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And there's like specific shots that are like almost verbatim Nightmare on Elm Street shots. And it's weird for a demon to wear a hat. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. weird. It, I don't know. It always unsettles me because like he's mm-hmm. dressed like a regular person. And then it, it's just. It's something where in, in Hush, I think they do it better where it's. it's well, that's what I like about this guy because yeah. he reminds me of the gentleman. Yeah. Um, but I, I was reading somewhere that the all the nightmare mm-hmm. references were intentional. They, oh. they must like be. even the design for because like even yeah. I mean the claws and everything sure. about yeah. it and I mean there's it how goes, only certain people can see it and, and it goes yeah. to like the point where there's a sequence where somebody's dead in a hallway and their hands are lifted up but it's invisible because it's like a ghost and dragged through a hallway like that that you can't not know that you're you're taking that from. A movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, and even yeah. the way that the doctor, di- like, where yeah. all of a sudden the slashes appear, mm-hmm. it's like, that's yeah. directly from, like, the mm-hmm. first movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like it because Nightmare on Elm Street freaks me out yeah. a lot. And this episode, like, I think anytime I'm in a hospital, I think about this episode. And it, like... I kind of wish I'd seen this episode when I was younger because I feel like this is one I, I miss even on, like, my first time watching through Buffy because I I was kind of catching it, catch, catch, catch can. And by the time I saw it, like... I was probably a little jaded towards like stuff involving kid actors and like this is not the best monster effects they've had and that kind of stuff. So it was just like it didn't really catch me on that gut level. And I just kind of felt like everything that was cool about it was like, oh, that was just kind of what I saw in Nightmare on Elm Street. This is where I lose my horror TV show cred. I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street. (gasps) Wow. Really? I mean, I've seen like it's on Netflix. I think 30 seconds before I fell asleep one Halloween because we were like marathoning movies Mm -hmm. and this was like. Yeah. 3 a.m. time. <laughs> Kristen's out. Watch the... F- There's three good Nightmare on Elm Street movies. The first one, Dream Warriors, and New Nightmare. Never seen... I saw, actually, New Nightmare really recently. I loved it. It's I really clever. I liked it a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Freddy Krueger goes down the hallway. <laughs> she follows him, sees Celia. We get the flashback of Celia. The whole timing of this is weird to me. Yeah. Is this a flashback yeah. within a dream? Yeah, that, that seems like yeah. A cut or she's to... just dreaming about it, right? Which is be fine. Like it's like that's you know things <laughs> that it's... happen in dreams. But usually, Joss is really good about showing us that. And this yeah. really like literally, there's yeah. a flash. So like, and it looks so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then anyway, she wakes up in the bed again. So I guess that was all a dream, or yeah. it happened, and she went back to I don't know. She overhears an argument between two doctors over the treatment of sick kids. One girl has just died, and Buffy's doctor doesn't like this experimental treatment the other doctor is doing. It's too dangerous. A couple of slightly less creepy kids tell Buffy that <laughs> <laughs> they tell Buffy that death will come for them. Morbid much? Angel shows up at the hospital. Xander is guarding Buffy and confronts him. Go, Xander. 
surrender. Yeah. This is a this good moment. moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows Angel could murder him in five seconds, but he's not flinching. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's calling him bluff. Like, yeah, you can probably murder yeah. me. You can probably take out three of those security officers. But it, let's see how many yeah. before they finally get to you. Like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Buffy is dreaming of Celia again. I like that they used to play that Buffy was a superhero and now mm-hmm. she is one. Yeah, yeah. Save yeah. me. Used to be a brunette. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely got highlights going. Yeah. Mm. She wakes up still in the hospital and tells the Scoobies about the girl dying and the boys seeing death. It's probably not really death, but yeah. it could be a real demon. Mm-hmm. Xander and Cordy break into the hospital records to see what killed that girl. Meanwhile, Giles and Willow will research. But they're well aware that Buffy may be creating this demon so that she can really fight a physical demon rather than battle her inner fear of death. Still, sometimes kids seeing things adults can't. Maybe they're really seeing the evil inner side of a real person. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish that this, and I know this is something that they definitely talk about in other episodes, but I feel like this would have been a good one to address that idea of is this even a real thing that's happening mm. or are you just creating this to create something to fight? Cause there'd be perfect timing for it. Cause like yeah. you just had somebody very close to you pass away and you feel very helpless. Plus you're being sick. And if they had really played with it more of like, we're not sure if it's really a demon, like we're pretty sure it's going to be a demon cause it's Buffy. Sure. But if they had played with that a little bit more, that would have been something that was cooler. This is, they bring I, it up, but then they drop they, it yeah, immediately. Yeah, because they, they have the potential to set it up so well with the doctor and because he mm-hmm. is really creepy yeah. for no reason. Also, the security guard, super creep. And it's well, like you, have, oh, yeah. you have all these elements where they could have done it more, like, but yeah. then they just kind of feel like, no, no, it isn't even. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. It, <laughs> I, I feel like in general, this episode, and I guess we'll talk more at the end, it, it just feels a lot like an episode of a lot of good ideas, but none of them develop. So it's just kind of stitched together yeah 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 i mean like we're gonna bring this up drop it bring this up drop it yeah well and i was thinking too like with her cousin and i like even if they had done something little where in her bedroom she had a picture of them when they were kids Mm -hmm. so like we have we're established that this was an important person in her life yeah yeah cordy is interrupted by the security guard played by willie garson yay (laughs) i know him as stanford from sex in the city yep uh, which makes it hard to watch him hit on Cordy. It just is funny. <laughs> well, that's funny. In my notes, I uh, meant to type Willie Garson yay, and it actually came out Willie Gar- Gar- Garson gay. I was like, that, that could be a note I would sure. take too. <laughs> uh, she flirts with him to distract him so, in- so Xander can escape. He's a fan of Dr. Backer. Yeah, Stanley Backer. Backer. I hardly know her. Oh, no. Because <laughs> uh, he understands the truth about children. Sometimes they die. What the fuck? Oh, dude? Like, dude, what? she's into you. Don't bring up child death. That is not a turn on. The truth about yes, children. Yes, a doctor who works with kids has to know that, but y- yeah. you don't have to be so gleeful I mean, about And that shouldn't be like the first thing you think of like, right. you know the truth about children is sometimes they die. And it's not, I mean, like if you were like the truth about life is sometimes you can't, I mean, yeah. can't save them. Sure, that's part mm-hmm. of like being a doctor, but like specifically children sometimes die. Right. It's. Mm, so creepy <laughs> and i know like part of it is to like make him one of the red herrings which right. then gets trapped almost immediately uh but still it's like okay great so he wasn't the demon still maybe um like maybe he shouldn't <laughs> be working in like the children's ward as a security guard because he seems to be really into the idea that children might die right 
still a weirdo. <laughs> Did we do a background check on this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so Xander's peeved that Cordy was so hands-on with the security guard. <laughs> but Cordy's not a fan of Xander's obsession with Buffy. I'm just watching her back. Um, this turns into like a nine-minute dialogue about butts. <laughs> I've seen the way you watch her back. Uh. Watch my back. <laughs> Like, we get it, but... Okay. <laughs> but the head tilt, I think, is so funny. Because, like, I get... So, it's obviously, like, mm-hmm. she meant to be like, watch my butt as I walk away. And then, like, he does because he can't help himself. Because yeah. he's a 17-year-old boy. Sure. And this seems exaggerated. Except that I see guys on the sidewalk doing this to girls. It is so crazy. Like... Why I... do you have to tilt your head to see her what? butt? Yeah. yeah. It you is can so see weird. it with your head looking straight. Because here, here's the thing. Like, I get, like, you... You see an attractive person, you want to check them out. Be casual about it. You don't have to do that to do that. Why do they tilt their head? It's just so unnecessary. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's almost like it's just a signal to other people, like, just so you know, I'm totally straight, guys. I'm looking at this girl's yeah. butt. That's just it. Is that this look like, from Xander would seem cheesy and like over the top if I don't see this happen all, all the, the time. time? Well, and it's, it's like it's like the cleavage thing where mm-hmm. sometimes people glance at your cleavage, yeah. whatever. But if someone's talking to your cleavage, yeah. it's a very different mm-hmm. feeling. And again, and you'd think that that's subtle. something that's just from movies. No, no it really, no. really happens. Yeah. I always wonder which came first, like. Did guys see this on TV and then they feel that they have to tilt their heads when they look at butts because they yeah. saw it on TV? Like that's that's the or appropriate way to do it. To do. <laughs> that's just one of those things that it it seems to me like shouldn't you know like that's not that's not like a cool thing to do. Don't do that obviously in public, yeah. but people do it in public all the time. I could yeah. understand if you think you're the only one there and you're like I'm just getting a better look. It's still creepy, but it's not like you're not like displaying your creepiness. It's like not washing your hands in the men's room or ro- ro- washroom, but let's be honest, more commonly the men's room. Um, <laughs> uh, where it's just like, I can see you. We can all see this I mean, happening. I knew what you were doing. Come yeah, on. Like, that night, Buffy goes roaming the halls of the hospital and finds Creepy Boy, aka, is it Ryan or Brian? I thought Ryan. Ryan? I think Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Who's drawing the demon Buffy saw in her dream? She promises to fight the monster. Aww. I was thinking about why he's so creepy. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Kid probably hasn't been sleeping a lot, you know? He's yeah, probably he's like been depra- like... Because he's, he's like also, the protector. He's seen a lot of horrifying things. Mm-hmm. So sure. Maybe maybe it's not all his fault that he's so yeah. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> Giles and Willow learn that Dr. Backer is not popular in the medical community for the experiments he does on children. Cordy shows up at the hospital with coffee and a bag of donuts. Um, she's saying she's sorry and she supports Xander. You don't, don't have to, like, say it out loud. Although mm-hmm. the way that, like, Xander hugs his donuts before he eats them. Like, You're so hungry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I often have that reaction to donuts sometimes. Like, oh, thank God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lifesaver. Precious. <laughs> Buffy follows Dr. Backer around the hospital and watches him be attacked and killed by an invisible foe. No, not that guy that was on Seinfeld for a little while. He was on. He was on Seinfeld as somebody's. I think George's boss. Okay. For a while. Huh. Huh. And then, then he died here. With all the makeup, didn't didn't he, looked, well he had the claws and the the eyes as well. No, not the monster, the doctor. Oh, <laughs> that's an invisible foe. And you were like, he was on Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was really weird. Elaine dated him for like half a season. It was, yeah. Buffy gives Ryan's drawing to Giles to research, (laughs) and she and Willow are going to stake out the good doctor's office. 
Because, you know, Willow and Xander used to play doctor all the time. <laughs> <laughs> How did you play? <laughs> I never played doctor. I, no, guess I, just I feel like this is one of those things that's in TV and movies and all the time. everybody hears about it, but did anybody? I've never heard no. anybody in actual life never. do this. Never. Not no, a, not only a movies and TV. Yeah. I mean, I would accept it as a euphemism if you've got like a little boy and a little girl mm-hmm. that are playing and like explaining to each other, I have, you know. A begina. Right. <laughs> I have a doodle. I'm like, <laughs> if I. I a doodle. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well, that. I, I mean, I would call that euphemistically, oh, they're playing doctor. True. But just because of TV. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that, that is what it's supposed to be of like. Oh, like, you know, when a little boy and a little girl or, you know, two boys, two girls, uh, one cup. Um, <laughs> when they, you know, like, just do, like, cool. not out of anything gross, but just, like, out of curiosity, like, what do you have? Let me see you. Sure. Like, that's just how people talk about it. But that seems really weird. Yeah. Again, it's I think really it originated on TV yeah. first. And, it's, I mean, this sucks because, like, kids do play Doctor, especially now that, like, Doc McStuffins is so popular. Like, right. my niece was so excited one birthday because we got her, like, the toy stethoscope, like, the Fisher yeah. Pride stethoscope and, like, the mallet that you use to test yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. reflexes. She was so right. excited. So, like, it doesn't necessarily mean naughty Yeah, things. that seems weird because that would be something that I feel like a lot of kids would play, yeah, like, as a legitimate. Kids. Yeah. yeah. That, that, Points to a larger problem. That's like that's what's happening. Yeah, that's just that. Like you, I mean, we're none of us are getting grossed out by the idea that like a little boy and a little girl would be like my parts are different than your parts because they're kids. That's not sexualized. Right, right. It's still a cute Willow moment. Yeah, she she had tech. She has no idea. How did you play? (laughs) Willow and Buffy find out that the doctor's treatment was working. He'd inoculate them with a dose of the same sickness they already had to burn the fever out of them. Meanwhile, Cordy and Giles have found the monster, Der Kinderstad, which translates to child death. I can't wait to see what the Germans titled this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going to be a fun one. Yay. Uh, It sucks the life out of children via their eyes. Afterwards, the kids looked like they were sick. I'm sorry, via its own eyes. Yeah. Which turned into like snakes. That that's pretty creepy. Like the that's effect the isn't great, but the idea of it is it's super so, creepy. Yeah, yeah. I, I always remember its other. eyes sucking out your eyes. Yeah, but it goes to the forehead. That seems yeah, weird yeah. to yeah. me. I I saw it when I saw it this episode. I'm like, where did I get eyes to eyes? That would make more sense. That it feels would. more instinctually like terrifying too in a way. It was like, yeah. and oh, why and why you would see. have suction cups come out of your eyes? Unless it, would naturally it wants go. you to watch. At like, I don't, I don't know. But then you'd be like watching its nose at that point. Yeah, it's like, ah! Oh, giant teeth. You need to baby. trim some of those nose hairs. I feel like it, it, you know, it thrives on the fear of the kids. Yeah. You know? So yeah. you have to be as horrified as possible. Yeah. So what's going to scare you more? Not seeing or seeing. <laughs> and I feel like this monster, if there was like a playground of demons when they're growing up, that this monster would get beat up a lot because he's just like, I feed on feverish children. It's like, really? I, I like eat full grown adults whole and you just like your eyes suck on already sick children. Well, that, I don't think it it necessarily needs to feed on sick children. It needs to feed on children. Afterwards, it looks like they were sick. So children that are already sick are just it, a good hiding place. Mm. Mm. But it covers, only covering sick its own kids can see it. 
So I I I assume that only like kids that could see it would be attacked by it. They don't actually say that though. Like they specifically say but the Buffy reason doesn't see it when she's a girl and it kills her cousin. Right, but they but it I'm could, saying they it don't could have say then gone on to Buffy is what you're saying. Right, but it it's to. learned that killing sick kids specifically keeps people from finding out that it exists. Mm-hmm. It's hiding um in like the perfect little hiding ground. You're really into killing kids. It's like no. its version of camouflage. Right. Yeah. Still kind of kind of kind of a wuss monster. Like <laughs> compared to the other monsters, they're gonna beat him up. Or just be really creeped out by him because he's so into killing kids. Yeah, like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, Ted. Oh, dude. This not, is creepy. Not cool. You go not stand cool. in the corner. Yeah. Think about what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> Hank and I are gonna go get some Bruce. <laughs> yeah. You stay here. Wait, kids on the playground and now they're drinking brews? No, I'm saying those are the other monsters. Right, but you said monsters on the playground. Well, now they're adults. Okay. There's several different phases of this story. (laughs) There's a series of flashbacks. They're going to be in weird sepia tone, look like PBS. But... (laughs) Uh, so Dr. Backer was curing the kids, which means he was threatening Dirk Kinderstad's food source, which is why he attacked the doctor. Uh, This reminds Buffy of her cousin, Celia. Determined to see Dirk Hinderstad, Buffy injects herself with the virus to induce a fever. I like that this is where the explanation of Willow playing doctor Mm -hmm. is actually a good thing that she recognizes like, oh, you can't do that. Let's probably tone that down. (laughs) I I, I find it really weird. It feels like the the science of this is a little wonky where it's just like, let's just pour two drops into this thing, put in some water. I guess this is probably good. Yeah, no, this is not exact. It seems like you you guys, you're real lucky that nobody died. Yeah, Yeah, this is some Russian roulette they're doing here. I mean, at least it's to Buffy and she's her fancy I did start to think, like, why didn't they just do this to Willow? And that way Buffy's at full strength when she has to fight the thing and Willow can call out, here's where it is. Mm. But Willow's weaker. It probably would just kill her. Yeah. The sickness, not the demon. Buffy's going to stop the demon. That's what I was saying. Buffy goes to the children's ward, but they're making a run for it. Go kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that they're not just sitting back and being like, it's going to kill kill us. Yeah. Why is there an unlocked basement access door in the children's wing? Right. And how can everybody in a hospital get to everywhere without anybody doing anything? (laughs) Like these security guards should work at the high school. That's how bad they are. That that's true. <laughs> like, no one noticed all those kids going. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of children. Yeah, that's Somebody a lot of children. Should have checked on them. Yeah, and shouldn't it be locked or something? No, it should definitely be yeah. locked Not by fear or at least children. alarmed. Like if it's an emergency yeah. exit, it should be alarmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buffy and Willow attempt to follow the demon to the basement, but Buffy's doctor tries to intervene. They run and encounter orderlies. Willow fakes frog fear. <laughs> <laughs> I love nice this frog back to distract them. Dirk Kinderstad has found Ryan and attacks him. Xander finds Buffy and helps her walk. She's all wonky. This is also the the part where, as Dirk Kinderstad is uh, trying to get to the kids, we see the really obvious fingernails across the yeah yeah the the wall, just like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Every version, pretty much, right, has had that. that Were shot. they treating Freddy Krueger as if it's like a universal classic monster? type deal maybe I, I think it's an homage but i don't think it's like yeah. necessarily like a this is a version of that thing because it's so different but okay. it's like like hey a little a little wink to you Dirk kinderstad's eyes become suction cups to suck the soul out of the children oh Super and he's creepy. drooling too mm-hmm. oh and think about that if he if his eyes are at your 
forehead. Then he's like drooling like right onto your face. mouth. Ugh. At that point, it's like a mercy kill. I know. Just get it over with. While Xander saves the kids, Buffy fights the demon. With the opening line. You make me sick. Oh. <laughs> I like, I mean, it's accurate. Yeah. It's true. Um, I also like the, the line between Xander and Buffy earlier of, you don't know how to kill this thing. I thought I might try violence. Because yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, yeah. I feel like they kind of needed to point that out that like, Giles and Cordy did this research to find out what Dirk Kinderstad was, but never said, mm-hmm. you must do blank and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she's right. like, I'm just going to really hurt it a yeah. lot and see what happens. So it's got Buffy pinned down and she snaps its neck. I could have sworn she gouged out its eyes. That would make more sense to me. I really thought that's what yeah. happened. Well, aren't they already out? Yeah, they are. But I really also, remember. Also, neck is like faster. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I really remember. I mean, it kind of happens in season seven. I must just be mixing yeah. the two. Mm-hmm. Or even if it would have been something where she like grabs the eye socks and just like rips them off. Oh, that yeah, would have awesome. been good. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like... Part of me is like, okay, this thing is used to kids, so mm-hmm. Buffy's strength, even yeah. if she's weakened, is going to throw it off. But yeah. another part of me is like, he had her pretty pinned down, and all yeah. of a sudden she's just like, break your neck real fast. Yeah. And maybe she would have to distract him first. Mm-hmm. Or... And it almost seems like we were running out of time. Yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, kill her. <laughs> he's got to okay, be good. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Although, this does leave a question. This doesn't, like, ash away like a vampire. And what only do they kids do with, with fever. Is a janitor going to trip over an invisible body? Or even even if they don't, there's just going to be like a rotting demon. That that basement is going to smell. Well, so she can put it in the dumpster and no one's going to see it. But it'll get... We do not see that happen. She just leaves it it. and then gets over the fever so she can't see it anymore. Unless she goes around like kicking. Oh, it uh, starts to decay. Yeah. (laughs) Mm, mm -mm. Buffy needs her own cleanup crew. She must have one. Maybe maybe you can only smell it if you have a fever, too. So that's not so bad. Uh, At some point, they finally do address the fact that, like, I don't think these ones dust. We'll have to bury it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's in, like, season four or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later, Buffy's continuing her convalescence at home while Joyce dotes on her and her friends. So when you guys were sick and your mom and dads were, um, were taking care of you, what was, like, your thing when you were sick what did you want that like comforted you usually just like soup or some or tea tea, tea. Yeah, yeah a lot of times my i mean i just i and I, i'm still this way like i i just like okay i'll just whatever medicine i need it's like i'll just pound it <laughs> you guys were not giant babies when you were sick huh i'm still a giant baby um so my mom would always bring me orange juice grilled cheese and tomato soup and i had to watch the Little Women with um, Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder. Yeah, that's still my that sick movie. movie. Like, I'm that's sick. Put that sick in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. At one point, it was um, the the um, newer version of Phantom of the Opera, only because it set me to sleep so fast. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> it was good. nice. Good pass out movie. <laughs> yeah, I used to be more of a baby about like physically hurting myself. Oh, because I've mm. always had awful allergies. So I yeah. grew up with dogs and all these animals I'm allergic to. And so I used to get like really bad sinus infections pretty regularly. Like it yeah. would be sinus, uh, throat, and ear infection all at once. Jeez. Every- Maybe yeah. there was one yeah. time where I got, it was when I was 11 or something, and I got really, really sick. And like I was home all day with my dad, and he's like, oh, it's just your allergies. God's, you know, you're yeah. fine. My mom comes home and she's a nurse and she listened to my lungs and was like, 
we're going to the hospital. And I had pneumonia. Oh. And I ended up having to stay overnight at the hospital. I like barely slept the whole night. Yeah. I was just, this episode was in my mind. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Because, you know, it was like a weird experience anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, just snap its neck, turn. Creepy fingernail guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. But I, I do, I, I kind of, I think that might be the same reason that I was never really a big baby is that I, I've always had really bad sinus issues too, and like chronic ear infections. So maybe I'm just so used to from such a young age, like just being sick is like a thing that happens a lot. Right. So it's like it's kind of hard to to be that that like spoiled or babyish about it because it's just so common. If you were your parents would just be like forget it right right i also think that like i was spoiled and like my mom was a stay-at-home mom so it's like if i was homesick then she was with me all day Mm. what can i get you what do you need so like as an you know the second you're in college like from then on it's just like why is no one waiting on me hand and foot when i'm sick (laughs) this sucks (laughs) make me tea i just wanted to point out though that xander is drinking surge in this scene and oh my god, it was that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Because then I, I decided to research Surge because I was like, mm. I used to love that. Mm. It was really only available from like 97 to about 2002 or something. Yeah. I'm surprised it's that long, honestly. Yeah, it really seemed like, like it was like a year. You could get Surge and it was everywhere. And now it's, but actually, now you can buy it on Amazon because mm. it was like oh. only available in Finland these past many years i always heard that they had to discontinue it because it was so the it had so much caffeine it was so bad for you that they weren't allowed to sell it anymore i didn't actually read about why they discontinued Mm. it Mm. have to do our own research tonight guys yeah everybody look into that very important surgery (laughs) susanna demands more cheesy crisps he's such a slob and she's got like chips just like all over on his shirt yeah are you gonna like vacuum Ugh. Like Jabba the Hutt. It's gross. Buffy gets a letter from Ryan. Oh. Uh, it's a drawing of her <laughs> killing the demon. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, that's nice. <laughs> What's the lesson in Killed by Death? I think it's interesting because most people kind of learn about death at about Ryan's age. Mm. And then probably it takes until you're... A, teenager to start thinking about your own death yeah and really process what that means that your parents are going to die and you're going to die Mm. so i think it's appropriate that buffy's kind of dealing with her fear there Mm. well especially coming off of passion yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and i I was also thinking too it's kind of like um a little bit like about even when you're at your most helpless you can still try to fight through it like Mm. these kids who are the most helpless they still try something yeah. and like mm-hmm. buffy's going back to this moment where she was completely and mm-hmm. no control over it had to watch this horrible thing and i feel like there's even a moment when the dust kinderstad child killer is on top of her yeah. and she's there's this brief moment where she's horrified and it looks like almost like she's mm-hmm. not going to be able to fight back like she goes yeah. back to that state of i'm this kid who can't mm-hmm. do anything and then it's like wait break your neck <laughs> Snap. and <done. laughs> yeah um, no, I, I just feel like it's an episode with a lot of potential that just is, is not really all brought to bear. Yeah. Like there's a lot of cool things that if they had developed more would have been really interesting, but they just had too many things that weren't developed. So it was, yeah. yeah. Also not a big fan of the title. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to hear the international titles just to see if this, they're more Was this a reference but... to anything killed? Is that a phrase? I mean, there's there's the movie Murder by Death, which is a comedy. 
But I mean, I guess, yeah, it's just the reference because the kids called it death and then they were killed by it. It, well, because it's one of the episodes whenever I'm like looking know. to rewatch episodes. Like, I, I yeah. see now I recognize, like, you know, there are parts of the episode that aren't exactly good, but it still mm-hmm. scares me because yeah. it scared me so much when I was younger. But every time I'm reading through them, I was like, killed by death. What episode is that? Yeah. And then I have to I look at the description yeah. to try to remember what it's about. <laughs> the thing yeah. that just really, I mean, like, I, I think I'd be okay with this episode if it weren't for the Celia flashbacks. Yeah. Those just, every time it's like, ugh, this thing. Yeah. It, yeah. And it really just screams cheesy Bad made-for-TV movie. And like Mike was saying before, it's too forced. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't just throw in this whole complicated relationship in yeah. 40 minutes. <laughs> Again, I, it, I'd be okay with that if somatically it looked like an episode mm-hmm. of Buffy. It just yeah. doesn't look yeah. like an yeah. episode of it Buffy. It looks like some other show. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's, it's a bad sign when there's an episode where one of the big stakes is, are children going to die? And one of the biggest criticisms is just, I just don't care about this episode that yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, the stakes seem low when like, you're yeah, talking about like, children no, dying. Children are going to die, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because Buffy's sick and like mm-hmm. your energy is low, but yeah, yeah, the whole energy of the episode seems yeah. kind of... Well, because it's like, it's such a one-off episode. Like yeah. you're building this all this stuff with Angel, and he's mm-hmm. barely in yet. And yeah, you're just like, What's yeah. Gonna happen there? And like if they had built it more off of that, and like part of her her fears and her her fear of death is more of like specifically regarding the Angel situation, and like yeah. having somebody very close to her just die. You don't need to make up a character that that died. Yeah. ten yeah. years ago. There's a character that she knew very well that just died. Just and the way that like Xander is concerned about. <laughs> you know Buffy's safety I feel like she would be concerned for her own safety like look I can't protect myself here Mm -hmm. first off you've got me strapped to the bed for part of it I'm weak you can't I can't put up a spell to protect this you've Mm -hmm. got me sedated I'm fucked he's gonna kill me it's one of those things where kind of the episodic nature takes away a little bit of the logic of the world because like you have to have unless you just cut off a bunch of episodes you have to have some one-offs before the season finale yeah that's true but it's hard to do one-offs when there's also this character who you know is trying to kill all the main characters or at least mess up their lives and kill everyone they love at all times. I can't wait till I only have eyes for you. Ooh. Right? I mean, I feel like that's a one-off episode yeah. that actually deals with the art yes. in the background that's, so well. I can't well. wait to talk about that one. That I know, I'm excited. Oh. So are you guys ready to go international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. So I'm going to do this in reverse order because I think there are two for passion that are bonkers cuckoo crazy. Clip of Death in French is called Recollection. Nope. Um, Keep going. I guess they really like the oh. Celia title or serial, Celia storyline. Then in Finnish, Death on a Round. Because it's medical rounds? I guess. No, oh. that has to be a phrase in Finnish that we do not have here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in German, because they can't just call it Der Kinderstadt, that would be a dark they title. They should. Um, oh, because it's, it's child death. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The children's death doesn't really translate that well, but in German, it's called the Invisible Death. I mean, th- I feel like that's even better than killed by death. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that. Sh- I, yeah, that's yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, I, it actually reminds you more of what the episode is. Not sure, boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, kind of any episode could be killed by death. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, kind of. Yeah. yeah, except for like one of the weird 
first two season episodes where like nobody dies. Oh, I just had a terrible thought. What if that's what they called the body? Oh, oh God. Okay, keep. We can't. Okay. No, Mm-mm, we're um, all gonna cry. So yeah, no more crying. So let's go to passion. Yeah, Wait. no more crying. <laughs> let's, go let's go to yeah. one of the saddest episodes yeah. of the series. Chipper episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in Finnish, it's called Ghost of Passion. Doesn't really make. Uh, there's no ghost. That, yeah, there's no ghost. And like, if you're saying like, oh, Angel, because he's like undead. And he's he has a ghost of his former passion. It's like no, like he still has. Pa- you kind of missed reaching, the whole episode. Reaching, yeah. uh, the point of the episode in French, uh, one of those real, real literal titles just takes something from the episode description and puts it as the main title: "The Orb of Thessala." Okay, okay. <laughs> that was introduced here. It's a weird way to name an episode. Okay, this one kind of not international, but weird title thing. If any of you are watching Buffy on iTunes. This uh, episode has a different title on iTunes. What? They do not call it Passion. They call it on iTunes, Old Passion. That's stupid. Yep. Don't know why iTunes has either decided to rename it. Maybe it is an international title that I just didn't find from another country. Because Giles and Jenny are old. Yep. And iTunes is so hip and new for the kids <laughs> in this generation. Um, but then I think by far... Best title of the week is the German title for Passion is Greetings from the Afterlife. No. What? No. What? No. <laughs> Maybe Welcome to the Afterlife because yeah, Jenny that died. Would make more but or that would still be awful. Is well, this like a Beetlejuice? What? Angel is living after his human no, life? No, no, don't legitimize okay, it. Right. Or is it, is it like, is <laughs> it like a really morbid thing of like, that's what Jenny would say when she's dead on the bed? But yeah. she, no. 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 Bad. No. Bad Germans. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. So there are two deaths total. Right, yeah. two. Well, well, three if you count the sick. No, because there's also the doctor and, and Celia. Yeah. And Celia. So five. Uh, okay. All right. So everyone's voting for Celia, right? Right. That's <laughs> the best ever. one. Yeah. So I know you guys aren't going to agree with me, but I'm actually going to vote for the doctor. Oh. Because I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street. So to me, oh, it was actually okay. like, oh, I like, you know, the, the idea of not seeing the killer is mm-hmm. cool. And like no. even dragging off the body to me was cool. You're going to love Nightmare on Elm Street. Actually, yeah, right. I was kind of thinking that because I like it as an homage to Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. That's why I like that death. This is one of those things where I feel like I kind of have to say, even though it's not like enjoyable as like super fun, it is the most important death of the week. Mm. You kind of have to give it to to. Jenny Callender, Miss Callender's death. Well, it, I mean, it's so awful and so elaborate, and I I feel like it's one an of iconic. Most, yeah, and it's one of the the first deaths that really is impactful mm-hmm. in such a huge way. Like this was yeah. the main character, and she Angel. died, and she really died, and she right. stayed dead. I think the yeah. most important thing here is that we're not voting for Buffy killing Dirk Kinderstadt because that sucked, right? Yeah, yeah. that was like it's last just, place. Yeah. Celia before Dirk Kinderstadt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snap. Yes. Oh, you sure tricked him. Yeah, I, I, I vote I vote for Jenny just because that's such a big piece of the Buffy mythology. While it's not fun, it is very important and super well done. I'd like to give the congeniality prize to 
Giles trying to kill Angel because yeah. man, right. does that pretty rock. badass. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 like my or favorite. Or if Giles's fire inadvertently killed the puppy. No, no, <laughs> puppy killer Taryn can't come on anymore. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming for the second and last time, Taryn. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> like Drusilla wasn't going to kill it eventually. It got away. <laughs> You're going to see it in the background of an episode. You watch. We're like the, the Sunnydale citizens. We enjoy our blissful ignorance. Oh. Yeah, true. The right. dog was on PCP. <laughs> yeah, it was a really evil dog. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. And join us next time when we dust off I Only Have Eyes For You and Go Fish when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.